The following podcast is a deep, shallow dive production. Okay, let's go. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Okay, I'm in a much better mood today. Oh, my gosh. What a mess that second Republican debate was. And when I listened to yesterday's episode, God, I sounded so sad and melancholy. I mean, I was tired. It was late at night. I was recording that episode. But anyway, definitely in a better mood today. And happy Friday to everybody. So, you know, I spent some time yesterday looking through a lot of the feedback from various places about the debate. And a lot of it, I guess, did echo my sentiment. It seemed overall, I think everybody thought it was a hot mess and just a total debacle. I will say I did get a couple pieces of clarification that I wanted to pass on. I really didn't understand Chris Christie when he said Donald Duck, but I guess he was saying that Trump was ducking certain things. So it was a a pun, I guess, but that definitely did not hit the mark with me, and I'm assuming it didn't hit the mark with other people. The one thing I still can't really get over was just how funny it was that the candidates were all bad-mouthing TikTok and that Fox literally aired a TikTok commercial during the debate. So in honor of that moment of money ridiculousness, I'm going to make today's episode an episode I've been wanting to do for a while, and that is really talk about TikTok and talk about basically the good and the bad and share with you guys a little bit of my experience with TikTok and then also talk about something called the Restrict Act, which, you know, is is part of this whole TikTok issue. And in many ways, the Restrict Act is like the digital online version of what happened with the Patriot Act after 9-11. And so there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of opinion that TikTok is being used as a Trojan horse in order to push through a bigger overall picture under this, this restrict act. And that way there's a, there's a level of control online similar to really what was implemented with the Patriot Act after 9-11. So I'm going to play some clips for you guys from various sources. And again, you know, I'm, I'm not really saying one thing or another. I'm not really definitively giving you an answer on this, but I do think that the, the discussion about TikTok needs to be understood a little bit more from actually what the content is on TikTok. Because again, I personally, I'm a late adopter to TikTok. It's been only probably six months or so that I've gotten on it and that I've been using it. And prior to that, you know, I, I was in the camp of, okay, hey, this is weird. It's a Chinese spy machine. They're gathering our data. They're seeing what we're doing. And again, all of that potentially is true. But I did go through the terms of service 
And then I looked at the terms of service for Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And I will say they are all very similar. So in terms of what is getting collected data-wise, they're all very similar between TikTok and then Google and Meta, who is the parent company of Facebook. So that's that. And then from there, you know, the other thing is when it comes to the apps that we download on our phones, whether you are an Apple user and you're using the app store uh, for your iPhone, or if you have an Android phone and you're using, I think the, the Google app store, or the Google play store in order to download Android apps, you know, it's surprising to me that more, I guess, emphasis isn't put on those, those parties, meaning Apple and Google. And for example, you know, if they, think that TikTok is doing something with the data that they're accessing on their hardware and then via their software that is downloaded through their app store, you know, wouldn't you think that two companies, two of the most valuable companies in the world, Apple and Google, they would have put the kibosh on it. Like they would have said, hey, you know what? Yeah, we see what's happening. I'm sure the technology and the software is so dialed in that they they basically know everything that's going on. And so, you know, if there was a tremendous danger through accessing TikTok via the app store on the iPhones or the app store on Android devices, you know, I I would think there would be a level of expectation for Google and Apple to rein that in and all of these Senate and congressional meetings and senators and congressmen, you know, they should be adamant saying, hey, you guys can put an end to this potential issue so easily. But, but nobody's saying that. Nobody's doing that. You know, they're not putting the onus on really the, the method that we could access TikTok. So again, I don't know what all that means, but it would seem to me that entities such as Apple and Google, you know, they do their own due diligence to see if there's true potential for, I guess, something crazy scary. Otherwise they would not let it in the app store. You know, there was a, there was an issue with that, with Uber, with the Uber app that occurred with, with Google, I believe. And that was kind of well-documented years back where the Uber app was accessing, you know, data within our smartphones to then better, better route cars and things like that. And I know that that got, that got sniffed out pretty easily. And so you would think in this case they could. All right. Anyway, let's start off. I'm going to play for you something and then I'm going to comment. So one of the bills that would ban TikTok is being pushed, as we said, by senators in both parties. It's called the Restrict Act. Just a real quick side note. I wanted to show everybody. See, that's an R. That's a D. That's an R. That's a D. That's an R. That's a D. That's an R. This is not a red versus blue issue. Now, the Restrict Act not only makes it illegal for Americans to use TikTok, it is the Patriot Act 2.0 for the Internet. 
The bill gives the federal government the power to monitor any activity used by these suspected devices, virtual or otherwise. Essentially, they can monitor what you are doing at home 24-7 without even informing you. This includes things such as routers, video games, streaming apps, smart thermostats, ring cameras, basically anything that uses the Internet. Senator Lindsey Graham, who supports this and is here now. you got to be kidding me, Senator. Yeah, I don't think I support the Restrict Act. You don't support this because you were named as one of the supporters, because this is garbage. This isn't about banning TikTok. Instead, this bill would give enormous and terrifying new powers to the federal government with the government in charge of what you read and see and with terrifying punitive powers at their fingertips. Okay, so that was a montage of clips that I spliced together. And, you know, it started out with Tucker Carlson there were a couple of folks that you guys wouldn't know providing perspective, but you could also hear Tulsi Gabbard in that, where she talked about and compared it to the Patriot Act. And then that was Jesse Waters interviewing Senator Lindsey Graham. And ironically, not only was Lindsey Graham's signature on the Restrict Act, he is a co-sponsor of the bill. And so when he said... I don't think I, is that the restrict act? I don't think I signed that. He did sign it. He literally was the co-sponsor of that bill. So think about, you know, think about that. And then Tucker kind of ended it. Now here is what is incredibly interesting about that montage of clips. So I literally got all that information from TikTok And this is where I want to just provide a little bit of perspective. You know, for those of you that listened to yesterday's episode, I opened it up with a fantastic one-minute speech from Ronald Reagan, which actually was in 1976. I thought it was 1986. So quick correction, that was 1976 that he gave that speech. And if you didn't hear it, it's actually worth listening to The entire episode is worth listening to, but if you didn't want to listen to the entire episode from yesterday, just listen to the first minute and the speech Reagan gave, got it, it, it's eerie that it kind of is applicable today, which is almost, you know, 50 years later. But even that speech, you know, if you go into TikTok and you put Ronald Reagan speeches, it's amazing what comes up. I mean, you can literally educate yourself on practically all the speeches that Ronald Reagan gave, even better than you could learn on YouTube. You know, anything, pick any topic, especially if it's a controversial topic that, you know, didn't get coverage in mainstream news, like when a few months ago issues started in Sudan. You know, I did a story on Facebook and Instagram on that, and I pretty much gathered all that data from TikTok. You know, citizen journalism, people posting things in real time. I think I've shared this example previously where during the summer, if you remember, there were there were the the riots and fires in Paris, in France, and 
somebody did a comparison of what you see when you type Paris in Instagram versus what you see when you type Paris in TikTok. And it it was, it was, it was amazing actually. You know, in Instagram, you see the Eiffel Tower, you see the Le Arc de Triomphe. And basically you see all the touristy stuff of Paris that are beautiful, you know, baguettes, people wearing goofy beanies, you see all that stuff. And then in TikTok, when you typed Paris in, you saw real time footage of what was taking place. You know, the, the semi riots, the looting, the fires, all the things that were happening real time in Paris, you really could only see that on TikTok. So that was, you know, that was one of the first times to me where I was like, okay, wow, that's amazing. And then I will say from there, you know, when I go to do research for stuff and hopefully by now, you know, you know, I research things a lot. Like I'm not going to say anything or I'm not going to talk about anything unless I've done some really thorough research so I can back up, you know, any statement I make or back up any, any real opinion that I have. And, and I can honestly say TikTok has supplanted YouTube as my primary source of seeking information. You know, now I am getting a lot of what I think is good information using either ChatGPT or Google Bard. But even those, you know, the database that they're pulling from is obviously the internet. And so you're not getting that, again, I guess that citizen journalism that you're able to get on a TikTok or even YouTube. But I will say there is a lot of censorship on YouTube. There, there really is a lot of censorship on YouTube that doesn't seem to happen as much on TikTok. Now, the caveat of that and the flip side of that, you know, there is censorship on TikTok that happens and I've experienced that as well. And I will say there was something I posted that was, it was a little bit critical on China, not even in a, in a really bad way. Oh, it was talking about the various surveillance systems and cameras in terms of the social credit score concept that is happening in China. And there was something I posted, I'll try to go back and find exactly what it was, but it did get flagged and it did get taken down. And then another thing, this was actually pretty funny. This is actually a pretty funny story overall. So gosh, maybe six months ago, and again, this was purely out of my own curiosity, you know, like I didn't know the difference. Honestly, I really didn't know the difference of Al Qaeda versus the Taliban versus ISIS versus uh, Hamas versus Hezbollah, you know, like all these Islamic, <laughs> God, I'm gonna probably get flagged for this and like have secret service show up at my door or something. All these like Islamic terrorist organizations. I seriously just was like, I don't know the difference between any of these. I'm kind of curious. What is the difference between these? Not that I want to do anything or anything. I just would like to understand the difference between these, these entities. And so, you know, I did a bunch of research and there was nothing about any of those on TikTok. I did find that interesting. So I got most of that data on YouTube. And when I created like a, a, you know, 90 second 
you know, uh, <laughs> like the Taliban for dummies tutorial, which was hilarious. And by the way, a funny shout out to my friend, Paul, who I've mentioned before. He's, he, he always has astute observations. He literally called me up after I posted the second one and he's like, Hey dude, um, yeah, I totally see what you're doing here and it's cool. I don't know the difference between these either, but like you may want to stop posting these unless you want to never fly, never fly again. So that was hilarious and I was like, "Oh god, I think you're right." Obviously, my intentions were only for educational purposes, but I did find that interesting that there was no real information about any of those organizations on TikTok and then when I posted my little uh, clips, which which again, the clips were, were just like, hey, this is what Hamas is. Like I pulled from CNN, I pulled from Fox, I pulled from all, you know, mainstream sources that described those organizations. Uh, it got taken down on TikTok. So that was interesting. And, you know, I want to be balanced about this. Like, like I'm not... I'm not some huge, you know, TikTok advocate saying that it's 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 actually good and not bad. You know, again, I I don't know at the end of the day if any of this stuff truly is good or bad. You know, I can tell you they are all collecting our data. They are all, you know, it's so ironic to me when I search something on any of the devices or any of the platforms, I should say, and and speakers, which I have way too many of, or if I mention something, you know, it's pretty crazy. Within hours, something shows up in my feed about what I was searching for or talking about. The searching, that one makes sense because I think they put cookies into the different websites and the different places that you go and they can track that via those cookies. And then what they do with those cookies probably is why you, you know, if you do a search on, let's say, uh, coffee makers, that's why within hours you'll have, you know, coffee makers in your Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever feed X, I should say. But as far as like the stuff that I talk about, that's interesting that I get ads and then also posts about that stuff when it's not directly, you know, a website search where it can be cookied, but it seems like more of some type of listening software. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I know. Uh, some type of listening software. I might start interjecting some funny clips like that one. I actually got a lot of good, uh, I actually got a lot of good responses to my main man, Russell Westbrook, and the next question soundbite that occurred. So I'll try to start doing some funny stuff. Anyway, at the end of the day, when it comes to TikTok, I want you to hear something else, which again, I think is very interesting. So give this a listen. Truth is with 100 million Americans daily on TikTok on an average of 90 minutes a day, this is, this is an issue. We've got to make sure that we take care of that national security-based uh, concern. The Restrict Act is more than about TikTok. It will give us that comprehensive approach. So that was Democratic Senator Mark Warner of Virginia 
and he's the chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee. And that was about six months ago when, again, it was a bipartisan bipartisan effort, Lindsey Graham on the Republican side, and then Mark Warner on the Democratic side. And you know what I thought was interesting with that speech was, you know, he kind of said the quiet part out loud where he talked about saying to the audience, obviously this was addressed to the audience because he said, I'm sure most of you would like to get a hundred million Americans on your entity for 90 minutes a day. So obviously there was media. And again, by media, I'm talking the network media in the audience And he was addressing them saying, hey, this is a problem. We've got too many Americans spending nine minutes, 90 minutes a day on TikTok, where I know you guys want them to be spending nine minutes a day watching your, your TV shows or your networks or whatever. So I thought that was interesting. And then even at the end, you know, he literally said that this gives us, you know, the Restrict Act is much more than just TikTok. Here, listen to it again. Truth is, with 100 million Americans daily on TikTok on an average of 90 minutes a day, this is, this is an issue. We've got to make sure that we take care of that national security-based uh, concern. The Restrict Act is more than about TikTok. It will give us that comprehensive approach. So he called it a national-based security concern. And then again, he said the Restrict Act is more than just about TikTok. It'll give us that comprehensive approach. So, you know, that, that is, uh, that is interesting as I like to say, which by the way, was one of the top five things that, (laughs) that transcript software said, I say a lot, and I'm going to be giving you that list next week. All right. Well, listen, I am going to wrap this up today. This will probably be something we come back to, but it is something that I've wanted to cover because again, you know. The jury's not out for me on TikTok. I don't really, or I should say, I can't really say one way or the other, you know, whether I'm completely supportive or completely against, but I will say that it it is a tremendous resource when you go looking for the truth on things or a different version of the truth. And, you know, I'd I'd recommend if you feel like it, Test it out for yourself, you know, like I did with that Ronald Reagan quote. Like I said, all the clips you heard today, even the Senator Mark Warner clip that we heard twice, you know, I pulled all that from TikTok. So it's pretty interesting that it does house, you know, what I think is valuable research information. But again, at the same time, you know, I can't say for sure that, you know, there, there are no, there are no underlying issues. But what I will say is I think at the end of the day, when it comes to the, the concept of, of taking your data and then trying to sell you things based on your data, I think TikTok and every other tech company, including Google, Meta, whoever, whomever, they're all doing that. They absolutely all doing that. They are all doing that. They're retargeting you. They are, you know, cooking the, the searches that you do online. And that's why 
certain things follow you around. You know, that's why when you're looking for a toaster oven, you'll start seeing toaster ovens everywhere. So, all right. Anyway, I hope this was informative. I hope we call the spade a spade and I wish everybody a wonderful weekend and we'll talk to you soon. This episode was brought to you by Boost Liquid Vitamins. Wake up, take your boost, start your day. Drink your vitamins, build your immune system with Boost. Available on Boost.com.